The warmest of festive greetings to you, and welcome to Merrily Ever Teaching! <laughs> this is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Rob. I work in a small village school just in Buckinghamshire. I currently teach Key Stage 2, but have worked with all year groups up to Year 6. Hi, I'm Toria, and I'm a Year 4 teacher at a large junior school on the south coast of England. I'm also the host of the Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the Tiny Voices Talk book. I'm Caitlin. I'm a Year 1 teacher in a little village school at the opposite end of Buckinghamshire. I've appeared on Tori's podcast and I'm a contributor to her book. Hi, I'm Nicola and I teach in a school in Southampton. I've taught all year groups and also worked with teachers at Teacher Training College. Hi, I'm Bex. I have experience teaching across the primary schools so all the way from early years to year six. I've also been a deputy head and I also train trainee teachers. And today we are exploring what maths we can teach with a Christmas folktale from Mexico. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Forbidden Christmas. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of December 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, brightly illustrated by the fabulous Mario Coelho, hopefully in time for Christmas if you're really, really quick. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, let's take a moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every single week. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with everyone here, as well as Lola and Don Pedro. Don Pedro, of course, is a donkey with four legs, and we know that Rob likes counting legs, so I thought I'd get that one out of the way as quick as possible. But Rob, for ages four to seven, what maths did you find in here? I came up with, I've got three ideas. The first one is to do with coordinates and looking at a map and working out where the procession would go through the village and then thinking about how you would show that on a map. Ah. So talking about direction and moving to different places as you go up into year one, year two, so key stage one, kind of five to seven year olds, you might start talking about compass directions as well hmm. to say which way we're traveling in. And and how far you go in each yeah, of these directions. Yeah, yeah, which also kind of links to, I mean, you could do it with a BBOS as well. So that links, I don't know if we're doing any computing later this week. No, I don't think we have any next week, but yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. let's bring some bebots in. Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> a little bebot pasada. Yeah. <laughs> pasada. <laughs> um, I can just imagine lots of little bebots now being dressed up <laughs> with Christmas gear and ponchos and being sent off. Yeah, <laughs> how awesome would that bridge. be? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fantastic. The other two ideas I've got are linked very closely to the bridge. I've done a lot of thinking about the bridge for this podcast. I'm going to link it to, there's, I've got a DT idea, which I'll talk about later in the week. But if you were to make the bridge in your classroom, which 3D shapes would you use to do this? 
So using uh, models of the 3D shapes, do it almost as an investigation. So what would be a good way to make sure it stays standing? Would you just use one type of shape? Would you use cuboids as well as cubes? So in that, you're kind of looking at the names and the properties of the different 3D shapes. I also thought, and this is an idea which I've done with Key Stage 2 children, but you could also quite easily do with Key Stage 1, and this is to see how much weight a bridge can hold. If you build your bridge out of newspaper or out of paper straws, and then get your tray of weights from your maths cupboard and say a group in your class builds a bridge, how much weight mm. do you think your bridge can support? It's kind of looking at estimating adding of weights uh, i guess you could count how many weights go on to it if you're mm. working with your foundation children you could use your small world animals so i guess you could have how many legs are there on the bridge how sturdy are bee bots um they are quite chunky so could you actually try sending a bee bot over these bridges to see whether it makes it across as, as long as it wasn't too high above the floor then yes <laughs> <laughs> if it's caitlin's looking like she might try that idea now <laughs> i don't think i'll be trying it but i'd quite like to see somebody else try it the bee bots that didn't belong to me and <laughs> um, yeah so that was that was what i had and again that's a, a fantastic idea that you could bring in to to actually put that maths learning right at the heart of your storytelling isn't it so um, you can have that whole component really maths focused without even leaving the story yeah goodness me nicola you've got quite a lot to compete with with your <laughs> maths ideas for ages 7 to 11 what have you come up with for them one that was similar to rob because i absolutely love a bit of christmas coordinates it's it's a personal favorite and those people that have been taught by me over the years will absolutely know it's something that i always embrace again you could have four quadrants and you could give some coordinates for the children to plot as to where the things are in the story or get mm -hmm. the children even to make it up themselves so they become even more familiar with the story and to do their own map and their own coordinates but I say that links quite nicely on from what Rob said. I just love the idea of Christmas coordinates. Oh honestly that... Chris, it is a thing and I've got to say it is a thing. Coordinates aren't often taught as much in schools. I think over the last two or three years we've kind of lost that a little bit and it comes up a lot mm. at secondary school so children need to be familiar with it and I think it's a perfect opportunity the first thing that came to mind when i was reading the story was the timings again so mm. children are really familiar with the story from age 7 to 11 actually having the story sort of broken down for them and then working out if this was over a period of time what those timings would be and again i'm trying to give the children a bit of responsibility here but getting them to write questions for each other so if they've got the timings how long was the church service how long was it from when lola was under the bridge and um, don pedro was stuck to when she right. alerted the people so using time as mm. a concept within the actual story and the last one again we all have parties this time of year i'm sure that village has been celebrating for many years afterwards marking the fact that they were saved in such a remarkable way so i think the children coming up with a party to celebrate using spreadsheets potentially uh, maybe using excel and being given a budget and having to plan uh, a party to celebrate lola's success again that could then be real because what they could do is actually plan their christmas party for their schools so and they, you could then bring in mocktails they could have you know they could set celebratory drinks use <laughs> capacity within that planning a party to celebrate the success of Lola and them being part of that. That was another mathematical idea, which could involve a lot of maths. But again, making those children yeah. independent and giving them responsibility for planning and being creative. Yeah, now that's a fantastic idea. And, and if they're putting that budget together, don't forget the pesos that you have to pay someone if yeah. they burst that piñata. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> absolutely. That has to come into it. So, Rob, are we going to finish with a mathematical cracker joke? <laughs> 
So why is it getting harder and harder to buy advent calendars? Mm. Um, about the doors? Mm, close. Their days are numbered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Kidoki. Oh, no. <laughs> That's sadly all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Lola and Don Pedro will help us teach science. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon. soon.